Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. On the last solo episode, I shared the science, a little bit of the science behind breath work. And if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and check it out. For all of the structured minds, it helps, I feel, to give, to me anyway, it helps me to understand the why. It helps me to switch off of thinking about why am I laying here on this mat, breathing, what is this doing, this is ridiculous. It helps, it gives me a space of understanding so I can move out of that structured mind space and really get into the flow and the medicine that breath offers. And what I didn't touch on during that episode, and I wanted to share here today, was some really simple, practical tools that you can do every day, that you can do multiple times a day, to shift out of different energetic states or different feelings or emotions. And that being said, this is not a tool to say, I'm having a lot of anxiety. I don't want to deal with it. Like, quick, get me out of something else. Get me out of something else. But what I'm going to share with you is a way to do that and to send some nurturing, loving energy to your body to relax it enough to be able to process and work through those emotions. And I know we touched on that with the limbic system in... um the last, the science episode. So again, go back if some of that is needing a little bit more reinforcement or just a little bit of understanding. But essentially, our language of our physical body are our emotions. And so when emotions come up, it is just the body's way of communicating and trying to share something with us. And so the more that we can build our emotional intelligence and emotional literacy, the more we can start to say, ooh, okay. Well, my mind really begins to spin and wander um, when I'm having a really hard time concentrating and I'm getting a lot of fluttery in my stomach and my hands are tingling. Okay, that's that's how anxiety presents in my body. Okay. What is happening in my immediate state? That Why is this present now? Is it somebody that is triggering it? Did I just go through something that really set my system off? Did I have too much caffeine? Did I... You can begin to start to build that relationship with your emotions and understand them and then nurture them. We don't want to bypass them. We also don't want to stuff them down so they then explode. So you're the person in the grocery store when you realize that the flavor of tea that, that they don't have, your dandelion root tea, um, and it's just too much for you to handle. And so you begin to cry and can't process and leave your grocery cart in the middle of the aisle and just book it out of the grocery store. No, that doesn't seem, <laughs> you know, wonder why I came up with that uh random scenario so quickly (laughs) yeah because that happens that's what happens when we don't deal with shit 
we get into that frenzied state. So what happens when I'm in that state? When I'm the person in the tea aisle who is having so much stress and feeling so much overwhelm and anxiety, I maybe remove myself from the situation. But what happens when I build up this capacity is I can create a little bit more space between the emotion and myself. I don't have to identify as the emotion. I can just take, no pun intended, a breath and say, okay, what was I feeling in my body that knew that this was coming on? What is this experience? What is this emotion, this sensation? What is it showing me? What am I not seeing here? What do I need? What is the truth about why this is coming up? And when I begin to have this loving awareness for this space, I get to own that instead of letting that emotion rule me. I still acknowledge it. I still send compassion and love to it and ask it what it needs. Ask me what I need but I just don't get it to roll over me. I don't have to be crying in a puddle because one thing went wrong and it was just really the tip of the iceberg. Like, right? Like it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. So each emotional experience has a different breath pattern or different, they might be similar, but little different idiosyncrasies in them. And yours might be a little bit different. You'll maybe start to notice and say, oh, okay, I know when I'm feeling this way, this is how my breath starts to regulate. I get it. For the most part, very generalized, when we are experiencing anxiety, our breath is short and chaotic. If you felt that, you know that, right? Like it's little sips of breath. You can't get anything in. It's just so much and it gets bigger and then that builds and that builds and that creates more anxiety. So if we want to shift out of that state, if we want to be able to create a buffer, remember shifting out of the state is not bypassing what's happening. Shifting our energetic state is creating that buffer to calm the system down enough to ask, what do I need? How do I need to show up? What am I missing? What is this showing me? Why is this coming up today? And then how we can flip out of that and create that buffer is by giving the opposite of short, chaotic, shallow breaths. We can give long, deep, and full breaths. So a breath like a haloactive breath where you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth and try to fill up as much as you can. And when you're first in a very anxious state it might not be as easy but it's just working on trying to slow that down trying to take those big full breaths in and out and we shared on the science episode why that works why that's not just a bunch of like hey do this crazy wives tale no why in our system why in our physiology that actually does shift us out of that state some other emotional states that i'll share fear tends to be really short inhales, really limited breath, almost like you're holding your breath, right? Like when you're scared, everything stops. 
everything stops. Because it does. Because we share, again, not to come back, but when we're in that fight or flight response, we cannot be in a rest and digest. We cannot take full, big diaphragmatic breaths. And that's how fear presents. So how do we combat that? Instead of short inhales, how can I take a long inhale? Maybe even another sip. Maybe even another sip. Filling as much as you can. And audibly releasing some of that out. Overwhelm, all of these kind of present a little bit in the same. And for you, they might be a little bit different. But overwhelm is going to be short, shallow, and panicked. You know that. You know in that state of like your head's buzzing and you're going in a hundred directions and you're nervous and you're anxious and you got to be here and you got to be there and you can't think straight. And it's just, you're not, you're either not even breathing or it's so short that the body is getting just enough oxygen to do what it needs to do. So again, what is the mirror of that? What is the opposition of that? How can we slow that down? And the other emotions, thinking about love. Love, the breath pattern of a loving, energetic state is long, it's deep, it's smooth, it's soft, and it's really supportive. Like think about when you hug somebody and it just feels so good and it's somebody you truly, truly love. Like you can take in this full feeling, this full breath. So if we're wanting to experience what it feels like to feel some of these emotions and be in that state, if you're wanting to cultivate love or to feel love or to call in love for yourself or with other people, can we take some long, deep, really soft and supportive breaths? And relaxation is a deep breath. It's a really elongated breath in and elongated breath out, especially it's really deep in and really long as we go out. It's just so flow. Right? Like I just think about when you breathe at the end of a yoga class or you're in Shavasana or after a breathwork practice or a meditation or a bath or like somewhere where you're just at ease. It's just, it's just butter, right? And so thinking about for you, are there little techniques or there little idiosyncrasies or quirks that show up for you in your specific breath pattern? And then knowing that you truly, truly with intention and with purpose, it doesn't just happen naturally, with intention and purpose, you can change the way that you are breathing to begin to shift out of that, to create that buffer, to say, I'm okay. I'm okay right here. I am safe. What do I need? How can I look at this emotion and see what it's showing me, what it's expressing to me, how it's communicating with my body's needs? And how can I then match that with love, grace, compassion, and awareness? I hope this helped. I hope this was a tangible way that you can add this. These are things that I do often. Like This is not me sitting down and doing a full breath practice. This is just me beginning to be aware. And the more that you do it, the more that it becomes habitual. The more that you start to say like, ooh, I'm starting to feel that in my system. Okay, what do I need? What do I need? How can I shift that? Coming back to that empowerment piece that we talked so, so, so much about, so deeply about. And these are little integrative practices, pieces that we are definitely talking about in release. In the breathwork program that I'm sharing in July, 
we're going to be hitting this. We're going to be talking about how you weave breath into not only your daily life, but how you can in little tiny sips and also how we can do a longer more sustained or more meditative state of practice to get those a little bit, those heavier layers, those harder layers. The other piece that we're really going to be diving into is more of this embodiment work, not just saying it, not just walking the walk or no, actually, yeah, walking the walk, talking the talk. (laughs) I don't freaking know. It's time for me to uh, stop recording when I I don't remember, but we're going to do practices where you're actually embodying this where you're saying, I'm not just reading a self-help book, I'm not just doing self-development, I'm not just going to the healer, I'm not just doing it, but I'm actually living it. Because when we live it, when we practice it, when we embodiment, it becomes to be our natural state that we're in. It's not such a force, it's not such a conscious thought, you just begin to do it. That's a huge, huge, huge piece of what breathwork taught me is how to actually be in a space where I am responding instead of reacting, where I know what emotional intelligence are, where I know how that shows up in my body and how that I can choose because I have now the confidence and the wisdom within self to shift through that. So you know if you're interested, if you've been here before, you have heard it, send me a message and let's talk about breath. We can share some free resources for you. We can get you signed up in release in that eight-week program. There are just a few spots left. I'm holding a very, very sacred space for a community to build where we feel we feel comfortable enough to do this work and to have these conversations and to be embodied and show up as our true authentic self and just grow in that space. So send me the message. Let's talk about it. I would love to support you if it is something that feels aligned for you. You know that's number one. Sending you so much light, so much love, always. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.